What's up? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, live from Fort Lauderdale. First of many shows this week. Joining me now, I'm Will Brinson, by the way, which I should point out. Um, as I adjust this mic stand, this feels like a Dave Richard mic stand. Not joining me now is Dave Richard, it's Heath Cummings. What's up, buddy? Super awkward just being here with you. I, don't, I, I have no idea why, but we're always looking at each other through a computer. But I never realized that's perfectly that, like, fine. Like when you're sitting in here, I'm like up on this little screen that yeah. people can't see because we're, we're talking about it. But yes, right. it is weird to do it in person. Yes. Although the, the, it is nice to have the, uh, inflection, like you don't have to wait and pause to see if somebody is going to stop. Like I just did Bill Ryder's show and there's a delay there and it drives me nuts because on CBS Sports HQ, you're sitting there and you're like, Wait, did I say, like, if you try, if you try to make, if you try to close with a joke, it like, there's a dead period and then yes. a laugh and you're like, oh my God, the, the joke flopped. I'm a disaster. Um, what's not going to flop, Keith, this Thursday coming up on CBS Sports HQ, the fantasy football telethon, second ever, second annual fantasy football telethon, uh, for six continuous hours on Thursday. Oh boy. Starting at noon, our Fantasy Football Today crew and a plethora of guests will be answering your phone calls and dropping tons of fantasy knowledge to get you ready for your drafts. It's all hands on deck. I'll be here because it's here. It's happening here. We'll have our entire Pick 6 crew here. I think they flew every single uh, NFL writer down here. We're going to have Danny Canal, Brian McFadden, former NFL players like Roddy White, Eddie Lacy, and Dwayne Bowe, all fantasy stars. Uh, we'll have our friends from the industry like the fantasy footballers joining the fun as well. It's a great time. It's for a great cause. St. Jude! Fantasy Football Telethon Fun begins at noon Eastern on Thursday on CBSSports.com. So go check out the CBS Sports app, your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, or Apple TV, or just stream it through the website. Six hours, noon to six. Are you excited? Oh, I could not be more excited. I'm a little bit like, there's a little caution there because I know that I tweet a lot. Mm-hmm. And I've written about almost all of these guys as fantasy football players. And I do wonder, like, do I need to go back and just like do a, do a quick Twitter search? Well, so it's been pointed out to me on this podcast that like, cause I've worked with Mike Glennon calling the NC State right. spring game. And so I was like, you used to tweet that Mike Glennon looks like a giraffe with like, <laughs> like runs like a giraffe with like an assault rifle. And I was like, all right, that's, uh, that's not great. Um, and then like, I also wonder, like, have I ever said anything about Brady Quinn? Yeah. I definitely, cause probably. Like, cause I was writing for Fan House and like yeah. in the early stages of CBS, like I'm sure I wrote like a Brady Quinn signs with. Oh, I was a Chiefs fan back then. So oh, boy, yeah. yeah. Well, you said some things in your house about Brady that right. like you wouldn't, wouldn't want him Sorry, to Sorry, Brady. Yeah. And I, well, Brady, yeah, I don't feel bad. Brady <laughs> be fine. Um, all right, we're going to talk about some news as it relates. This is a Tuesday show. It is Monday, August 19th as we're recording this. Um, what? Where do you stand on the uh, Antonio Brown stuff? Because we played on yesterday. This is yeah, Tuesday show, as I said. On yesterday's show, we played the audio of Mike Mayock calling out Antonio Brown, saying he needs to be all in or all out. Um, Drew Rosenhaus said on television on uh, on Miami WSVN on Sunday, we worked very closely with the Raiders, and we will continue to work very closely with the Raiders. I'm not sure that we agree that we've exhausted all the options, as Mike Mayock said, but there's no doubt it's still an ongoing process. We're trying to work with the team in the league and the union to try and come up with a solution. We haven't figured it out yet. To say that AB is upset about the decision to not let him wear his helmet is accurate, but we are still processing it and figuring it out. I wouldn't make too much about him not being there today as much as we are still trying to come up with a solution that works for everyone. AB apparently back at practice on Monday. Where is your head at in terms of Antonio Brown? I mean, from a real-life perspective, I think it's pretty obvious that this could go any which way. From a fantasy perspective, it's really difficult because you're trying to get value in fantasy drafts, and we don't know what he's going to return. Yeah, it's, it, this is a good lesson, and it's all about perspective. Yeah. Or 
if everything's relevant because I was coming up with my final busts list for 2019. Mm. Antonio Brown still has a second round ADP. Easy choice for me. I put him on my bust list at the beginning of the summer when he had a second round ADP before any of this nonsense. So perfectly fine with that call. But then today I'm on CBS Sports HQ on Fantasy Football Today with Jamie and with Dave. And we're talking about where we have him ranked. Turns out I'm the high guy amongst us three on Antonio Brown saying that you should take him at the start of the fourth round. Whoa, whoa. They, they were scared to death. So I, I think I find it really hard to believe that he's not going to be there week one. $30 million is a lot of money. This does scare me though, just because before the reason I had him as a bust is I was worried about Derek Carr. I was worried about him learning a new offense. I was worried about a little bit of an efficiency drop off last year with Big Ben. And I was worried about his attitude. The attitude part is like I mean, it all seems fair concerns, far I mean. more likely now yeah. that week nine they are off to a two and six start. He throws a fit on the sideline and doesn't play for two weeks. I feel like you might be uh, giving the Raiders too much credit. Like week three, yeah, they're off to an zero and two start, and Derek Carr short hops another screen pass on third down and like and in, in seven to Antonio Brown. He rips off his helmet and throws it down and gets ejected or something. I mean, it just feels like there's. You're, you are literally playing with fire. I mean, like, like it's the heat, the situation is so volatile that any direction that this goes wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me at all. I, I, I did a draft over the, this past weekend that it's non PPR, 12 team league, drafted all in person. Antonio Brown went with the second pick of the third round. That is That's not, too soon. It's too soon. It went ahead of T.Y. Hilton, Zach Ertz. I took George Kittle in the middle of the third round, which I'm fine with. Aaron Jones, Robert Woods, Melvin Gordon also went in the third round. Marlon Mack, Damian Williams, Josh Jacobs, Devonta Freeman. You're talking about like consistent fam- fantasy performers who are going to be there week one. I wouldn't take him until after – I don't think I would take him until after um, the Brandon Cooks, Kenny Galladay run was over. That seems fair. Galladay's a tough one. Because we don't know if the Lions really want to throw the football. True. And we've seen them really emphasize shorter passes and their defense could be okay. So I, I think I love Galladay's upside, but if you're shooting for upside, I mean, Antonio Brown's, yeah. yeah. So I mean, like, but you're still, you're still, I'm still talking about like, you're talking about like late fourth round, early fifth round where you, you want to target Antonio Brown early third. I'm I'm fine mid fourth. Okay. No, No problem with that at all. Okay. Um, Zeke Elliott. God, it's just, it's, it's so weird because like, I don't remember a season like this, Heath, in terms of where this many big name guys, I mean, Todd Gurley with his knee, Melvin Gordon with his holdout, Zeke Elliott with his holdout, and Tony Brown. You know what? Last year, that's four of the top six picks. Right. In, in fantasy. I mean, that's insane. And four of the top six are now like the most volatile guys on the planet. Um, Jerry Jones, we played this clip on Monday's show as well, said, uh, he said, what did he say? He said, uh, who's Zeke who? When uh, asked by um, Clarence Hill of the uh, Fort Worth Star-Telegram about uh, Tony Pollard's production, and according to Adam Schefter of – excuse me, according to uh, Chris Mortensen of ESPN, it was not uh, received well by Zeke or his agent Rocky Arsenault. Uh, uh, Arsenault told Mortensen, I didn't think it was funny and neither did Zeke. We actually thought it was disrespectful. Um, he is in Cabo San Lucas at a, quote, great facility, training during his holding uh, – his contract holdout – uh, where are you at with Zeke Elliott? Because again, I did a you know, non PBR draft. He went, I was, I was at the fifth pick and I'd made up my mind going in. I'm either taking Zeke Elliott or DeAndre Hopkins, just whoever's there. And I went Hopkins because Zeke went fourth and I was a little surprised. Yeah. I, I'm taking Elliott fourth still. In PPR, I could absolutely see taking Hopkins first. I, I saw Jerry 
do that. And I he was thought, clearly kidding. Well, he was clearly kidding, but also he's feeling it right now. Yeah. Because Elliot does not, Ezekiel does not have any type of leverage at all. None. Jerry is holding all of the cards and he's flaunting it just a little bit. And maybe that means that Ezekiel Elliott sits out for a game. I don't know. Maybe he gets too mad over this and, mi- but there's, there's no leverage. He's not sitting out all year. They're going to pay him at some point. He's going to take what they want to give him. I wish they'd get it over with, but for the most part, I think it's going to be fine. The only leverage he has is that he doesn't need to play this year to accrue a season. That's the only concern. But I he's have. not a free agent next year. No, 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 no. But right. no, he's well, unless they decided to not pick. Unless they so he could not play, not get paid anything at all, and then have to play for the Cowboys again next year. That is correct. But if he comes back, if he comes back before week ten, he would likely his contract wouldn't toll. And so he would be, he would be on the uh, fifth year option next year. So that would be the one benefit. You sit out some games this year, you miss some games and you get your, your big, bigger money next year. Um, the downside for, for Zeke Elliott too is that the Cowboys get the Giants in week one, the Redskins in week two and the Dolphins in week three. So what, what are you going to do? Skip those games? Your team's three and oh and any like, like, co- like concept of your leverage disappears. Yeah. He has none. Yeah. Um, so you still take Zeke top five? No, I'm, I'm still taking him top five. Is it even possible that this is helping his value because he's not dinged up in training camp or dinged up in? I don't think they were going to have him do very much in training camp mm-hmm. anyway. So he's fine. Just show up, practice a couple times, go out and rush for 150 yards. Um, Mike Evans missed practice on Monday. Evans was, uh, according to Eduardo Encina of the Tampa Bay Times, Evans left Sunday's practice early. Holding his quad after snagging a deep pass. That is no bueno. Um, what is, uh, also out of practice, by the way, Ronald Jennett, who's starting for a, a football team that I, and I'm running, which is not great. Um, what, uh, what, what are your thoughts on Mike Evans and that injury? Not concerned yet. Most of these muscle injuries were still far enough, far enough away from the start of the season. I give guys a week. If you miss a week of practice, like Damian Williams missed a week with his hamstring and I started getting a little worried. He came back. He's practiced for a week. I think he's fine. Evans misses a week. I'll start getting worried. For now, I don't think it's anything big. Okay. Emmanuel Sanders is going to play, or actually played, excuse me, last night. Yeah. So I hate to ask you about this because who knows what he's going to do. Was, I was shocked that he was out there and the things that he did. <laughs> uh, did like not expect him to look like that at all. Like you didn't expect him to be out there last night. No. In general. No. This I, is I, a crazy recovery. We need more information on how he's been able to recover so much more quickly than virtually anyone else. In the history of sports. Yes. From an Achilles injury. Right. Like you don't rupture your Achilles in on... Now we're on video for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. You don't rupture your Achilles on August or uh, December 5th and then on August 25th, waltz back on the field well, and be fine. Deontay Foreman may never be the same running back again. For sure. After an Achilles tear. Like that has generally been what we've seen is you just don't really come back. Or if you do, it takes a long time and Sanders has come back immediately. We need to start treating him like the number one for the Broncos again. Okay. So you think he's a guy to draft then? Yeah. Or like, because he's a cheap price. I mean, right. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, Cam Newton back, uh, gonna play this week against the Patriots. Uh, Ron Rivera did not exactly say how much action he will get. Does any of Cam Newton's recovery time concern you with his value in fantasy? Haven't we heard before, like a week before every game that he might play? Yes. Uh, and he hasn't played yet? And then they're like, we're just going on the timetable we have. It's like, well, why aren't you giving us the timetable the whole time? Right. What would be the fun to that? Like, why don't you give us the timetable, Ron? Tell us when he's going to play and then let him play. Right. If he doesn't play this week, I might start to get a little bit concerned, but he's a top five quarterback for me in all formats. Okay. Um, how early would you draft? If I list some quarterbacks, how early would you draft him? Patrick Mahomes. 
in a one quarterback leagues, what we're going to go quarterback for this uh, third round for Mahomes. Okay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Late fifth, early sixth. Okay. Um, Matt Ryan. I'm not. I'm not going to be not at that price. Yeah, yeah I'm not. Either. I'm not in on Matt Ryan this year. I'm not either. Yeah, dude, I like is, cheap Matt this Ryan. This is our theory. It's the, it's, the, it's the every other year with Matt Ryan. That's the move. Um, and he was he was not cheap. He was cheap last year. Now he's expensive. Right. Because right. he's going before Cam Newton. I think he's going before Cam, before Wentz, before Baker Mayfield. Even would you rather drafts. have all those guys above Matt Ryan or just relative? all of them? Oh, really? Yeah. Even relative to price, I have them all projected for more fantasy points oh, wow. this year. Okay. All right. Um, Josh Gordon. We mentioned this yesterday as well. Back with the Patriots, but from a fantasy perspective. Uh, I'm curious what you would do with Josh Gordon and how early you would take him. Well, I'm very, very happy about this news because I've taken him in several drafts in the double-digit rounds, and so it's going to pay off for those people. He went in the sixth round of my draft this past year. That is exactly what I was going to say. Okay. The fifth or sixth round. I think in non-PPR he is more valuable. You look at what he did last year with Brady, and it was basically a borderline top 30 wide receiver. Yep. Um, The three games without Gronk. He was on pace for 140 targets and about 1,600 yards. Mm-hmm. He's not going to do that. He probably won't play 16 games if history is any indicator. But he's a starting wide receiver for as long as he plays. Okay. Um, if you had to guess, based on assuming that my friends are also NC State fans, mm-hmm. where do you think Jacoby Myers got drafted this past weekend? 12 teams? 12 teams. The Eight. answer will surprise you. <laughs> Eighth round. Seventh round. So I was close. Somebody, I was close. Somebody, I can't believe you said eight. Never doubt homers. <laughs> somebody took Jacoby Myers in the ahead of Mike Williams, Miles Sanders, Will Fuller, Alshon Jeffrey, Darius Guys, Jarvis Landry, Tariq Cohen, Matt Ryan. So good for you, Leaguer. Um, Curtis Samuel, eighth round, by the way. That's about right. That might be late. I, That's late. We were talking about this today. Has there I ever might be out. I might been, be out. It's too expensive. Is there? Well, he it was much before... Much sooner than the eighth round in our drafts. Yeah, he would. Yeah. Uh, going the fifth or sixth. Has there ever been a player that you can remember with this much preseason hype and a total of one catch for 13 yards in preseason games? That's all he has. He's got one ball in preseason games. Yeah, I mean, it's sure. all based on training camp. It's all based on tweets. Yeah. Like in some, some well, video well, highlights. Like with the Panthers.com, Panthers.com article was like, it's a summer of Samuel. Like yeah. I mean, it was like, I mean, they're, they're, they're playing it up too. I just have a, I have a hard time believing that he can be a thousand. I mean, I guess he can be a thousand yard guy, but I mean, how many catches can he have? I mean, like DJ Moore, McCaffrey, Greg Olson, Curtis Samuel. I mean, like it's gonna be difficult for multiple guys to be thousand yard guys. I, I think it comes down to, and you have to almost draw a line in the sand and say, I'm a DJ Moore guy Ooh. or a Curtis Samuel guy. And it's going to be bad news for both of them if they both are good this year. Like because they, 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 they can both be, have like 75 catches and 750 yards. Not good enough. Yeah, no, no, that's not, not good for but fantasy, but it's great for, for me. When I look at DJ Moore as a 21 year old, there have been three wide receivers ever with 80 targets and averaging better than nine yards per target in their age 21 year old season. And that's who? DJ Moore, mm-hmm. Randy Moss, Keenan Allen. Mm. Juju just missed it. He was one target shy. People are sort of sleeping on DJ Moore. People, if you do what he did as a 21 year old, you're probably very good. And he's, he went in the sixth round of this league that I'm, that I'm, that I'm referencing, just because it was the most recent one. I mean, not, right. to, not to keep referencing it, but yeah, I mean, like he, yeah, I mean, DJ Moore sixth round, uh, and then, uh, Curtis Samuel eighth round. Um, did I miss? Colt McCoy. Oh, uh, D, uh, DK Metcalf having knee surgery. He's not really on your radar, right? 
He's not for me. I do think it just kind of highlights something that we're probably sleeping on a little bit. And that's that like, it's easy to look at Tyler Lockett's numbers from last year and say, mm-hmm. okay, he's going to regress. And obviously he is. He had one of the most efficient seasons in the like Russell Wilson's not going to have a perfect ever had. To right. Tyler Lockett again. But he only saw 70 targets last year. And historically, the number one wide receiver for Russell Wilson sees about a fourth of his team's targets. Mm-hmm. If Wilson throws 450 passes, Lockett might see 50% more targets and is probably going to be a top 12 receiver again in non PPR. Wow. So even though this team's going to run the hell out of the ball, it doesn't mean that Lockett can't. Who else are they going to throw to? Yeah. I got no way. David Moore? Uh, Jerron Brown's really having a good camp. He is having a good camp. Yeah. <laughs> Draft Jerron Brown if you want. <laughs> By all means, dive into him. Um, did we two change your thoughts on Kyler Murray at all? Uh, no, but it brought everybody but you, else. You, you weren't drafting it Kyler It brought Murray, everyone back closer to me. Yeah, that's um, unfortunate. It made me a little bit more scared of David Johnson. Oh, good. Okay, they, great question. They cannot block anyone. They can't block anybody. Like, the Raiders, and I, there are people talking, you know, the Raiders blitzed a lot. They weren't ready for the blitz. It's the Raiders blitzing. It's the Raiders preseason They have team. almost yeah. no defensive talent yeah. at all. And Kyler's like not going to be on the same page with these guys in the offensive line. I think I would, if I'm at like six or seven in drafts, I'm not taking David Johnson. I, he, he will be on my final bust list. Like I would rather, I would rather go with, um, Devontae Adams. All the receivers. Julio Jones. I'd rather have James Conner. I'd rather have, I'd rather have Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, and I'd um, rather have Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. yeah. Right. So David, I'm just kind of out of, it's weird though, cause he had like a, he had like a decent year last year, but. In a way that is only because he played 16 games. Right. So if he plays 10 games. Well, but if you play 16 games and finish as the number 10 running back, you were not worthy of a first round pick. No. <laughs> not, not even You're close. A fourth round pick. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, okay. I'm pretty much out. Okay. Fully out on David Johnson. I'm out. Did you see yourself getting here at any point? Uh, yeah, I was a little lower on him before. I've been scared of this line. And the thing that's bad for him, like for Kyler, I think it's a, there's one positive. The only thing that's as bad as their offensive line is their defense. Their yeah. defense has been See, that's the gashed. thing. Is like they're going to have to have volume. So they, like well, this, here's the issue. Do they have, they should have a lot of pass volume because they're going to be down three scores at halftime of every game. But if but, their defense is bad, do right. teams get a lead on them and just run the ball? Until... Exactly. Like they've talked about running 1,200 plays or whatever, 1,100 plays. They were that's one of the happening. slowest teams in the league last year and they're going to play faster. But if you're getting sacked and giving up a ton of yo. I think they ran 880. Okay, plays they, they can do 1100. That's 68 plays per. It's possible, but that, you have, you have to be good. But like Chip you, Kelly's Eagles did that in his best year, and they right. made the playoffs. Bad teams can't. But run the them. other thing that people don't look at, if you go back and look at Chip Kelly's biggest in terms of when he had the most plays run for the Eagles, they had they were top five running the ball. They like were top five in rushing attempts. And so Kyler Murray and the in the in the, in the Cardinals are not going to be top five or even top 15 in rushing attempts with that offense and. And I, I'm guilty of this too. We cite Cliff Kingsbury's Texas Tech numbers. Well, you know what Texas, you know where Texas Tech played? In the Big 12. Where if you're playing another team, A, they also have a bad defense. And B, they don't stop throwing the ball. Ever. So like, w- there's no correlate. Like, the, the Rams aren't gonna, you know, be like, well, we're up 28 to 9. Let's just, you know, just keep chunking the ball with Jared Goff. No, they're gonna bury up and they're gonna take Todd Gurley out and run it with Daryl Henderson. And if you look at that, there were, there were six teams last year that ran at least a thousand fifty plays. Baltimore, great defense, good offensive line. New England, Colts. Won a bunch of games, ran Rams, Steelers. The one you could put maybe in the All Arizona. Those teams ran the ball. 
is Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is the one kind of weird one, but they yeah. were also the best passed offense in the NFL last year. Yeah, they were like, yeah, yeah. That did. So if the Cardinals are the best pass offense in the NFL, great. But also that the, the Tampa had no running game. Right. So I mean, all right, I'm, I might be out on David Johnson too completely. Um, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and uh, go by the numbers with Heath on some touches and targets. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. All right. So when you're looking at touches and targets, Heath, and uh, you can follow Heath on Twitter at HeathCummingsSR, which I think took me forever to realize that it was Heath Cummings Sr. Yeah. I'm a dad. Yeah, I'm a dad. I'm a senior. And, uh, my, are, you, are you legally a senior? Have we been over this? Yeah, I'm legally a senior. Junior actually turned 18 on Saturday. Wow, congratulations. So he uh, went straight to South Beach and got a tattoo. No, he did not. Really? Yeah, <laughs> he did. You seem cool with like whatever your kids do. Or, like uh, By and large. like he is one, He's wanted a tattoo for a while. You I just told seem him, like you're not going to get worked up about a tattoo. I, I can't do anything about it now. Yeah. He's 18. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. What does he get? What tattoo does he get? It's like it's like a beach triangle. I don't know. It's it's whatever. Or it's like a, like it's a, like a little. little look, it could be like an island, maybe. I don't know. It's got a tree and a beach. And was he excited? Was he was he happy with the? He was the he's very happy with the it. happiest you ever seen him. Yeah. Um, probably not quite, but okay. yeah, very happy. Okay. I didn't actually see him that night because they just got a hotel and stayed in South Beach. Oh, okay. For his 18th birthday. Sure, so, cool. Yeah, fun times. Um, sure, he just got a tattoo and went to bed. Yep. Uh, that's what I did when I was 18. I, did, I never liked needles, so I didn't want a tattoo. Like, I no, I have like, no interest. Yeah, no, not. My, my, yeah, I, I, but, you know, I don't, I don't begrudge anybody who has one. Good for him. That's cool. Um, so we talk about numbers and touches and targets. It's important for people to understand when they're drafting for fantasy purposes that volume rules all. Right. Oh, absolutely. And one of the things that I look at, and I, this is on the website. If you search for it, it's the opportunity index. It's, Teams that have the most touches available from last year. So you talk about like the Oakland Raiders. They have 361 targets unaccounted for from last year. So even when that's one of the reasons I love Tyrell Williams, Mm. because even if you say, Oh, Antonio Brown's going to go get 160 targets, they still have 200 targets. Yeah. And like Antonio Brown can't have 
300 targets. No. It just doesn't work like that. There, there is no way that's going to happen. Right. So you look at like the top five teams with in terms of targets from last year. Uh, Baltimore has a ton. Baltimore's, but, so you mean top five in terms of teams who now have vacated targets. Exactly. The, okay. the tricky thing with Baltimore is we don't know how much they're going to throw the ball compared to last year. Uh, Jacksonville, 257. Okay. And the thing also I like tr- to do, like with Oakland, it's easy. They added Antonio Brown. They added Tyrell Williams. They added Josh Jacobs. They've got, who did Jacksonville add to take those targets? Uh, nobody. Right. Which nobody. is one of the reasons I love D.D. Westbrook. Mm. And you know my Madden sim that I did for the site? I don't know yeah. if you saw this or not. Huh. D.D. Web- Westbrook led the NFL in receiving yards. Well, that's probably because they knew how many targets they had. <laughs> Maybe so. I don't know. <laughs> it was insane. I just didn't see it coming. Uh, one team we talk about a lot, Tampa Bay. Uh-huh. 234 targets available. Because of? Because of Adam Humphreys. Because oh, of Deshaun Jackson. Jackson. Yes. Wow. 234 targets. Who did they add? Nobody. Nobody. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, OJ Howard. It looks like are it's you, going to be consolidated. Are you in on Chris, Chris Godwin as a 1A or 1B, I mean? I can't quite. I'm a lot more in on Evans and Howard than I am Godwin. Okay. Because it seems like Godwin's turned into a fourth round pick. And like, if I'm talking about Antonio Brown or Chris Godwin, I can't find enough targets for Godwin, even with that mm. number. I, um, I got, Evans is a guy like, I had the fifth overall pick. I was like, man, if I can get Evans on the wrap. This oh, is for money. sure. But Michael Thomas actually fell to me. So I, so I'm, I'm even I'm, better. I'm fine with that. But like, but like Evans went at late in the second round. I think if I'm sitting on the back end of, a, of the first round, I'm thinking, you know, you hope that like Thomas or even Nick Chubb, I would be fine with Nick Chubb there too. But like Evans and Keenan Allen are the two guys to me in terms of guys that will soak up targets that you want to try and, uh, you know, approach. Cause if you go top four pick, you're getting a running back probably. Right. And so that's the combo I'm looking for in the back end is a Mike Evans and Keenan Allen. Cause for whatever re- reason, Mike Evans remains underrated. Oh, for sure. And when you look at it, he's had one year where he was really elite. And that was the one time yep. they threw the ball to him more than 150 times. Now they've got 200 targets available and didn't add anyone. And they have a, co- a coach who's going right. to put the ball up and they have no running game. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think we'll see a lot of targets for him. Uh, teams that did not have that opportunity. Uh, obviously the Rams, they got everybody back. They only had nine targets unaccounted for from last year. The, the Bengals, 14. One, though, that we talked a lot about, Arizona, just 37 targets mm. available. And they've added like 17 Now, did you receivers. base that on last year's numbers or? Right. So yes. they're going to throw the ball more. Right. But if they throw it 50 more times, they have 87 targets available. Yeah, still not that much, right? Right, because they still have Larry Fitzgerald. They still have So Christian all Kirk. these young guys, Akeem Butler, Andy Isabella. They have to take them from somebody. They're They're not there to be given to them. Are you just out on everybody on that team? Uh, Larry's still a good value. He's I'll, like, I'll never like, be out on Larry. May, may, maybe. Last year was right. Uh, you know, we had Pete Prisco on HQ, and he said that everybody there in Arizona was saying, "There's, it's just not even close. Larry Fitzgerald is still the best receiver on this team. Really? Yeah. And that he might actually have a good year? Yeah. Interesting. And he is dirt cheap. Oh, almost free. free. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, he went the 10th round this past weekend. That's insane. He actually, the guy... Somebody took Kyler Murray and Larry Fitzgerald. Kyler Murray, ninth round. That's actually kind of late. Another one, San Francisco added a bunch of rookie wide receivers. Mm. Really only had 63 targets. Who do you think that hurts? Dante Pettis, Marquise Goodwin? Well, every day we get a new report out of San Francisco saying someone's doing bad and might get cut. Or somebody's somebody's awesome and is clearly the number one. And so I don't think we know anything. Mm. Kittle's the only guy. Throw the ball to George Kittle over and over. Yeah. He's going to get get a time. I love Tevin Coleman. Yeah, Coleman's a good value too. I think Kittle's gonna have a mo- another monster year. He should, unless they just spread the ball around more. Does it scare you at all taking 
Ertz and Kittle in the second or third round? Third, no. Second, yes. Okay. I think Kelsey's probably the only tight end should go in second. Would you take George Kittle or Marlon Mack in the third round? Kittle. Okay. Yeah. Would you take George Kittle or Damian Williams? Uh, yeah, I'm still going to go with Kittle. Okay. George Kittle or Josh Jacobs? I'm, I'm kind of a little bit out on Jacobs at his price. Really? Yeah. I, he's a fine fourth round pick, but I don't. Late third is not. Again, it's the same thing we say with Antonio Brown. The offense is probably not like maybe they'll be good. I don't think they are though. I think they're bad. They're going to be behind. How? Yeah. How are they going to run the ball? Right. Their offensive line. Who are they going to run the ball against? Who? Their offensive line. I had questions about the way they put it together in the off season as it was. Like Mm -hmm. they're counting on a lot of guys that probably should not be counted on, and that's shown itself already. This is from Warren Sharp's uh, football preview. Yeah. It's just like there's a little blurb, like a stat on each team. And it's just Tom Cable is an offensive line coach. His line's ranks in pass protection is NFL career, colon, 31, 27, 30, 31, 26, 24, 20, 32, 24, 30, 25, 25, 25. Those are big numbers. How is that possible? How does he keep getting jobs? If you and I were this bad, that bad at our jobs, right. we'd be fired. Right? Maybe. I would think so, yeah. I mean, I would hope so. Well, I yeah. mean, actually, no. I hope not. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I mean, I hope, I, I hope I can be that bad at my job and, and keep getting away with it. Um, yeah, and there's a handy, uh, a handy graph sheet that you got in here with the index. When you look at it, um, so where are some undervalued, you mentioned Jacksonville, where are some other undervalued sort of target opportunities? Um, I think, well, what, another one we talked about, New England. They've got 233 targets. Now that's just changed because Josh, Josh Gordon is back. back. Yeah. But I think it's good to recognize. Now when you look at that, do you, do you take out the running back targets, the running back no. passes? Okay. That, and I've kind of broken it down in the chart. You can yeah. see if you're just looking for, like the Patriots only, but then the other thing, they threw the ball to their running backs a ton. 33% of the time. It's crazy. No team was anywhere close to that. Only 14.6% of their targets went to tight ends, even with Gronk on the team last year. Wow. The second or third lowest mark in the league. There's so people re- say, who's going be- to replace Gronk? No, they're not. So They don't need to replace Gronk. Hmm, interesting. He wasn't that big of part of the offense. So do you think that whoever replaces, whoever physically replaces Gronk, <clears throat> excuse me, whether it's, um, you know, Ben Watson or when he comes back from suspension right. or Matt Lacoste, whoever it is. I think that I, I would not draft them. But we- like, it's, they're not going to have Gronk numbers. They might have like 2018 Gronk numbers. At best no. combined. No, I don't think they're going to. Okay. So yeah. just stay away. Yeah. Uh, do you think Sony Michelle and Damian Harris can have? I, I'm always so scared. Like I've missed out on some really great, um, Corey Patriots Dillon. running backs and I have missed out on a lot of heartache by mostly just saying so stay away. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm generally in favor of drafting the cheaper guys. So Harris, I'm Harris fine Harris to with. me is a great value. Right. Nobody wants him. I Michelle. didn't, I didn't like how much he played in preseason week two. Like they're just not playing anybody and Damian Harris gets 15 carries. Yeah. I guess it's a red flag, right? I, that worries me a little bit, but I fully expect he's going to have a three week stretch where he's the best running back in football. <laughs> It'd probably be at the end of the season. <laughs> um, after everybody drafted and dropped him. Um, where are some other stay away options for you when you're looking at the, uh, the, 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 the target positions? Um, Cleveland. Cleveland, is that right? Cleveland is, doesn't have that many targets? Who left? Nobody. Now this number has changed just a little bit. I believe it's up to like, uh, 89 now. This, this article was written about a month ago before okay. Duke Johnson left. Oh, cause he had like 71. But it, it highlights they're bringing in Odell Beckham, who is used to 10 targets per game. Yeah. 
I think it's more likely that everybody else loses than Odell Beckham. I also don't think it's very likely in a Kitchens offense with Baker Mayfield, at least what we saw last year, which was limited, that anyone's getting 10 targets per game. Jarvis Landry led the team last year at 6.6 after Ooh. Kitchens took over. Do you I, think, okay, so do you think Jarvis Landry is like, Undra- not undrafted. I would, in other words, you wouldn't touch Jarvis Landry in a non PPR league. I'm not drafting Landry or Njoku. Okay. Either one. Um, and I'm not, I've not been able to get Beckham because it, I'm not taking him in the first round. People seem, and rightly, so, I understand. If you Odell take Beckham. Odell Beckham and you give him 16 games and you give him his New York target share and you give him Baker Mayfield, he's probably the best wide receiver in football. Didn't you tweet about this about Odell Beckham's health? He has missed more games than Sammy Watkins since they came into the league. Yeah. Not great. And that is not enough, a guy you want to be compared to in that way. Yeah. No. Uh, he's missed more games than AJ Green, who seems extremely injury prone. He's been un, yeah. 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 Wow. So you kind of, you're just out on Odell. I, I mean, I, His I would not be sucks. out on him. I would take him in the second round, yes. but I think he's, for me at least, he's closer to Mike Evans than he is to Juju. Okay. Or Michael Thomas or DeAndre Hopkins. Well, we sort of talked about this. Would you take, would you take Odell Beckham or Dalvin Cook? I'm probably going to, I mean, I'm probably going to take Dalvin Cook in that situation. Okay. Me too. Odell Beckham or Joe Mixon? Um, in PPR, I will take Beckham. Okay. Odell Beckham or Nick Chubb? Again, it's a non PPR or PPR thing. No, okay. Non, non, I'll take Chubb. PPR, I'll take Beckham. Okay. Interesting. And uh, obviously you would take, uh, I assume Mike Thomas, uh, Tyreek Hill, Julio, Juju, Devontae. Yep. All, over, all those guys over. Yep. And and, you would take, and, but you would take Odell over Mike Evans. Yes. Okay. Just like they're back to back though in my rankings. God, Sony Michelle went at the bottom of the second round. That's a mistake. That doesn't sound like a good idea. No, there's some drunk people in this draft. Um, all right. Anything else stand out to you from this, uh, from this chart? It's the opportunity index, by the way. You can Google that and, uh, and check it out. It lo- does look like the Raiders have. Lots of tight end opportunities. Well, the, the, there's nobody there to catch the. Well, Darren Waller is what you're yeah, hoping for. Yeah. Um, I think the most surprising part of the whole thing, and it's kind of actionable. There are two teams that have at least 300 running back touches, wow. not not touches, targets plus carries. Okay. From last year available, they are Jacksonville mm-hmm. because Leonard Fournette missed so much time. Sure. T.J. Yeldon got a bunch of work. It's one of the things I love about Fournette. Is Yeldon was a great pass catching back. Yeah. They didn't replace him. But Fournette was actually okay catching the yes. ball at LSU. I, they're going to throw it to him this year. You think so? It's if he can stay healthy. But I, I think if Leonard Fournette stays healthy, he's, he's going to be a top 10 back. I've been, I mean, I've been beating that, that drum for a while. Like I think he's a, like, I want him in the second or third round. I think you have to go second round. And then the team that's more obvious that's right there with him at 305 Kansas touches City? Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Because yeah. Kareem Hunt is now gone. Right. Do you, are you buying the idea that Damian Williams is the number one there? I definitely think he is right now. Okay. That was, you'll pay the price. That was meant to be, uh, non-committal. Oh, right now. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I definitely think he is right now. I, I'm, I'm scared, scared of his, mm-hmm. like, and it's kind of the same thing with Josh Jacobs. We've never seen him be a workhorse back. Right. He was, he was a part-time back. He did Alabama. And we, there's a, there's a disagreement in the community on this over, man, that guy had 300 touches last year. I, I'm scared of him. Or, man, that guy had 300 touches last, last, year, last year. I know he can do it. See, as long as it's 300 touches and not 300 carries, I'm right. fine with it. Right. But like, it's the O.J. Howard thing, too. People are like, well, if you just extrapolate his numbers, it's you like, can't well, do that. But, 
we've been saying that since Alabama. Right. And like Alabama didn't use him on a full-time basis. Like they never gave him the numbers to let him do that. So why are we sure that Tampa Bay will do the same? You know what I mean? Right. Like I, I don't know. That just worries me a lot. That's why I'm willing to invest in, um, uh, in, in Kittle and, and Ertz. Right. Ertz I'm a little more nervous about because I think Goddard's going to cut into his target some, but maybe not that much. Um, all right. Thursday night. I might be getting body slammed by a I hope so. I do too. I, oh, I, well, so, um, have you heard of the, you know that app Cameo? Yeah. Right? It's like mm-hmm. people, right. So like, so the guy DM me from Cameo was like, Hey, do you want to sign up for this? I was like, I don't know why anybody on the bleeping planet would want me to record them a message, but sure, I'll sign up. You can put money in my pocket if I do right. messages. The first guy that sent me a message asked me to record a video where I tell you and Dave and, uh, and Jamie and, um, Ben and Adam, that he should be in the podcast listener league. That is a great idea. Yeah, it's pretty smart. So That's I recorded brilliant. the video. It's out there. I assume he'll tweet it to y'all at some point. Uh, I said I would bribe you with beer. I would. I don't know what I said I'd do for J- Jamie. I said that I, is a fantastic idea. But I told Jamie that I will allow. I will allow myself to be body slammed if you put this guy in the podcast listener league. So. Well, I don't know if you've been listening lately, but Jamie's put about seventeen people in the league already, and there's only twelve spots. You could. Do and two. Adam gets mad. We're doing three now. Three. Um, yeah, uh, Adam's not. Are y'all in all of them? No. But no. Adam has to run them all. Yes. Let's do 10. Let's do 10. Definitely. Make Adam run. Yes. Um, all right. Heath Cummings, follow him on Twitter, watch him on Fantasy Football Today, and check us out on the Fantasy Football Today. Uh, what are we calling it? The Telethon. Yes. Good night, though. Off my mind. Thanks, Heath. Mm-hmm.